prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. Today is uh, December 4th, 2019. For those of you listening to the show 100 years from now, uh, you'll realize that we were way ahead of the curve. Excuse me. Turning up my mic a little bit. And, uh, you know, I have been paying attention to hydrogen-infused water for some time now. You know, it pops up on your radar, and you give it some thought, and, but you, you, maybe you're not convinced, and most of us aren't convinced right away anyway. But the reality is that, um, like many of the things that I've talked about over the past 14 years, I mean, I was the first person to talk about Fidogia agrestis as a, a testosterone booster because of an obscure study I read um, from a doctor uh, in Elorin, Nigeria. Later, bovine natalensis. These are two still ingredients in supplements today. We were the first people to talk about rapamycin for anti-aging almost nine years ago. Nine years ago. And once again, I find myself in that peculiar place where I'm about uh, to pimp something, but it's solely because of the science and then my own personal experience with it. Uh my guest today, and just give me a second here, is Alex Tarnava. How are you doing, Alex? Doing pretty good. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. And you're up in Canada, right? Yeah, Vancouver. Cool, cool. Technology's wonderful. Anyway, um, so I want, I want to start why you became interested in hydrogen. All yeah. right, um... A bit of a long story. I'll, I'll condense it as much as I can. But hydrogen was uh, already on my radar for a lot of years. Um, I thought it was bogus. I, I had, you know, debunked it um, along with the claims of a lot of um, kind of like the alkaline water ionizer people. And, and, I, and I and I still don't buy the whole alkalinity thing. I just had this discussion. No, it, your your, bo- your body your body controls its the pH of your blood so tightly that there is yeah. literally nothing uh, that you could do to truly sway that in any given direction. Yeah, go ahead. 100%. Um, so it, it popped up uh, when I was debunking those guys, and uh, I, I found some of the early research on hydrogen and, and uh, saw the the seminal article in Nature Med that showed that it could that hydrogen gas could selectively reduce a hydroxyl radical, you know, without interfering with other beneficial forms of oxidative stress, which really piqued my interest. But, you know, I was in my 20s and I didn't really care about excess on chronic oxidative stress at that point. It right. was just kind of a... Yeah, you're young. Um, but uh, a few years later, um, I, I was, uh, you know, running a business that really didn't take up a lot of my time. I'd travel about a week a month and work, you know... 16, 18 hour days, 
seven, ten days in a row. And then I'd get home and my life was basically just exercise and reading. You know, just my own personal knowledge and my personal fitness. I was exercising six to eight hours a day um, between various martial arts and CrossFit and hiking and, right. you know, running and everything. So I, I was definitely overdoing it. I, I was in a chronic disease state. Um, a few things happened that may have weakened me to uh, what what ended up being the final blow to my health, so to speak. Um First, I, I came down with uh, gastroenteritis. I, I was just destroyed. My doctor thought it was I was eating too many raw vegetables, especially, you know, like cabbages and broccoli and everything. I had this big pot of vegetables that I was like just grabbing handfuls and eating throughout the day as I was reading because all my time was spent uh, either exercising or reading. So I ate my vegetables as I was reading like they were chips or popcorn and then I was eating, you know, meats and eggs, you know, before and after my workout. So um, I, I had to change up my diet. And then uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what happened. Maybe it was food poisoning or maybe I had, you know, the flu or something. But I got really um, weak and feverish uh, after day two in like a three-day CrossFit competition. And I went and competed anyways. And I, I was super weak, but then afterwards I was, you know, throwing up, I was shaking, couldn't control body temperature. Um, I thought it was rhabdo, but again, looking back, I think I probably just had food poisoning and was stupid, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. the flu was stupid. Yeah. Um, but I, regardless, I couldn't walk for a couple of days, you know, I, I just demolished my body. Well, just a few weeks after that, I got really sick and uh, it hit me harder than my roommate um, and, and maybe it hit me harder uh, and gave me some long-term consequences because in a period of a month, I just had two events that, you know, crippled my health a little bit. But uh, and, and maybe your diet was eroding your health, but it, that, that, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it, it's whatever this virus was, it, it was nasty. Um, I had sudden onset narcolepsy. Um, if I sat still for... A minute or two, I fell asleep wherever I was. I was sleeping maybe 16 hours a day. Uh, I had central nervous system shut down. My heavy lifts were unchanged, actually. I could squat the same. I could deadlift the same. I could bench the same. But I went from being able to do 15, 20 bar muscle-ups unbroken to I couldn't do a chest-to-bar. I went from a 54-inch box jump to I couldn't jump an inch onto a plate. Right. You know, on the ground. So I had no explosive movement whatsoever. Uh, my blood work was a disaster. I, I was, you know, anemic. I was iron deficient despite being on a very high protein diet. Uh, my C-reactive proteins were, um, I forget the unit, I think it's milligrams a deciliter, but they were at 34. You're, you're sick if it's over one. And when you're sick, it shouldn't be between more than like one to three. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was 11 times the high normal of when you're fighting an infection or sick. Right. I was just nuts. And it lasted like six weeks. Um, My best friend uh, and roommate at the time, he had been training for a triathlon and he actually got pretty sick too, but it it hit him in a different way. Um, He ended up getting, uh, you know, pneumonia actually. And he had to go to the hospital a few times and missed, you know, a lot of work across like a few weeks, but he didn't seem to have any long-term consequences from that whereas i did 
when the well, dust well, settles. Let me, Alex, let me ask you a question before you go on to the long-term consequences. You, you, you were having signs of gut problems before all of this, right? Yeah. Well, I, I had the gastroenteritis. Right. Uh, my, so, my- so that's very painful, right? That's, that's really, yeah. yeah. And oh, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't uh, absorbing food. But no, but I, I think that it's it's an I, I want to connect the dot here. I, I I keep telling people certain things over and over again on the show because I want them to stick with this in their mind when they start to assess their own conditions. But if if you have gut problems, you have whole body problem because your gut is your immune system. So when you think of your gut, think of the that that's your immune system. When you think of your immune system, realize that's your gut. And when if you have gut problems. That you will, you're going to, if you just ignore it, you're going to have all sorts of really bad problems up the road. And honestly, my gut problems got worse in the next stage of my journey after this. I developed numerous ulcers because, you know, uh, when, when, and my gut was rock solid before this happened. You know, I, I used to laugh that other people would get food poisoning from things and I'd be fine having it eaten the same thing actually at one point um i ate food that gave several people food poisoning um and it didn't you know, bother you I-, I used to be the same way pork, so pork that was on the counter for three days after other people got food poisoning and it didn't even upset my stomach um but after this now i have a really so my question my question is just i'm just this is just a tangential yeah did your gut problems start when you started eating all these vegetables yeah yeah, Every, when, when you know, eating. you know what, you know what's really funny. I know so many people who go full on vegan, yeah. and and like within the second or third week, they tell me, "Man, all I do is burp, fart, and poop." It's like this is like I, I, all I'm doing is I'm farting, I'm burping, I'm burping, I'm, and 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 like that alone should tell you that's not a good diet for you. Yeah. But people feel like no, but I'm eating healthy. I got to, this is what healthy people go through. No, it's not. Healthy people aren't burping and farting all day long. (laughs) They're not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I mean, anecdotally, I I find uh, the best diet for me tends to be fairly high protein with moderate carbs and fats. And actually, um, in the the, um, genetic testing, I I did at at Self Decode, um, Joe Cohen, if you know him, uh, you know, he's got a good website, the self hacked and everything. But, um, it, it, it suggested that I respond very poorly to either a high fat or a high carbohydrate diet, which I know that I do. Every time I've tried super high fat, I've gotten the keto flu and I've just felt run down and felt like, you know, a bag of crap, you know, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to, kind of when the dust settled um, and my inflammatory markers, the C-reactive proteins, went back below normal and they just kind of vanished in a period of like three days. Cause I was doing blood tests a couple times a week. It went from like 34 to under one, right? you know, so it was just dust settled. Well, I woke up with a frozen shoulder and arthritis and eight spots, you know, kind of where all of these old injuries that I'd had from various sports, you know, over a lifetime of contact and combat sports, I was just riddled with arthritis. Um, you know, I couldn't put on a jacket. Um, I, I went from loving jujitsu to, you know, and being able to touch my ankle to my, you know, face, which is advantageous, you know, for grappling. Right, right. To not be able to go on a butterfly position on the floor. You know, I couldn't right. cross my legs or anything. Um, so I, I end up 
going on, on a thousand milligrams of naproxen a day by Ooh. prescription from the doctor. Right. And I ended up getting a, a couple of cortisone injections and a hyaluronic acid injection. The hyaluronic and acid that, injection is actually good. Cortisone is horrible. horrible. So interestingly, the, the HA didn't do anything for me anyways. The cortisone was like magic, but only for like three weeks. Well, well okay. So, so HA uh, isn't going to do any harm to you. So in other words, if it doesn't solve your problem, okay, so your problem wasn't viscosity. Uh, but it's not like, oh, great. Now, um, cortisone actually increases atrophy of the muscles that you're, that they're, that it's coming in contact with. It actually causes catabolism. It causes it. And so what happens when you have an injury that is not resolving itself and they give you a cortisone shot, you don't have pain. That's true. But not only do you not have healing, but you actually have a, a continued increase in the injured state. It gets worse and worse. We, we've, we see tendinitis go to tendinosis on, yeah. in people who get multiple injections of cortisone. And tendinosis is horrible. The, the tendon's going to snap now. And so, um, you know, I hate cortisone, cortisone. Whenever people tell me they got cortisone shots, I want to I do a face palm. It's like... You just went in and said, I can't take the pain, but make the injury worse as quickly as you can. Okay, well, we'll give you a shot of cortisone. I, I, I was trying to train. As I know. If I, no, I get it. I get it. You know, I know I why people have, do it. Uh, arthritis, you know, it, it, was, it was stupid. I mean, and that's kind of the thing. You know, it, it But you know what? You weren't stupid. Shame on doctors who offer this to patients that are clearly suffering from overuse injuries from a chosen sport, knowing they're not going to stop that chosen sport. You know, and they should they should counsel them. Say, look, I can give you a cortisone shot, and it's going to actually make the pain go away. But in fact, your injury is going to get worse. And at some point in time, I can't keep giving you cortisone shots. Like, if a patient heard that, they'd probably go, "Well, what other options are there? I don't know. How about localized uh, 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 NSAIDs? You know what I mean? Let, let's try to manage it a different way instead of giving you this shot that's literally going to make your injury get worse." Yeah, and you know that that's kind of what ended up happening is between the cortisone and the NSAIDs, I, I continued training, and then I, I partially tore my rotator cuff. You know, from the arthritis. Actually, you know, fast forward six months after the partial tear, I was rear-ended in a car accident, which fully tore my labrum. So my shoulder was just a write-off, and I had to kind of quit everything. But um, you know, in the short term, what ended up happening is I developed multiple ulcers right. from thousand milligrams of naproxen. Um, actually I, I started fainting while, while doing, you know, high intensity interval training a few times in a week. And, um, the doctor saw it again, you know, cause of the ulcers, I wasn't absorbing, you know, my calories and nutrients properly. Sure. So even though I'm eating, not, not to, not to mention that you were probably becoming anemic from the, the excessive blood loss, not yeah. to mention the things that were permeating and getting through your your gut into your bloodstream directly and causing further uh, exacerbation of obviously an autoimmune disorder that you had developed. Yeah, um, so it's it's kind of I got desperate. Are, you're, you're lucky. You're lucky you didn't kill yourself to be honest, because you, you continue to push yourself as you continue to go deeper and deeper in a health deficit, and you continue to push yourself. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, and by the way, by that time, like when I started the NSAIDs, I actually bought a machine to make hydrogen water 
because I knew that, that you know, NSAIDs weren't a, a forever option. I knew the cortisone injections weren't a forever option. I was looking for ways to regulate my inflammatory response. And exactly like you said with cortisone and same with the NSAIDs, you don't want to blunt all inflammation. Inflammation is a good thing. It, it, it's our defense mechanism against damage, infections, you know, injuries. So when you're getting inflamed like this for injuries like my shoulder, that's your body saying, hey, man, like, stop using this. Yeah. Like, this is, yeah. this is oh, damaged, if, you if, know? If, if, um, if, you're, if, if inflammation was Italian, it would slap you on the side of the head and go, oh, what the hell are you doing? Why are you doing this to yourself? So, so I've been there. I've been looking at, um, you know, ways to mitigate chronic inflammation because I knew, like, you know, my damages were going to be emitting so much inflammation all the time. It was going to become chronic. And hydrogen kept on popping up. Uh, How much did you pay for the first hydrogen water machine that you bought? $4,500. And is that the one that didn't last long, or is that the one that actually lasts longer? Um, Well, I don't know if it ever worked, but it it relies on source water, on TDS, like total dissolved solids. When I finally tested it, because my shoulder froze when I stopped the NSAIDs and cortisone injections, I found there was 0.03 parts per million of hydrogen, you know, which, you know, the tablets I ended up, you know, developing get 10 parts per million, right? So, you know, over 300 times the concentration and the minimum therapeutic dose that's been observed in human, human literature starts at about 0.5 parts per million and there's a dose dependent response. So even then it was one fifteenth the concentration of the minimum observed therapeutic dose. And I paid $4,500 for this machine. And so what so, made you even think that you could encapsulate if, if for lack of better terms, Oh, embed uh, uh, hydrogen into tablets. I mean, obviously, I, I see we, you know. We- yeah, yeah. To clarify, the, the, hydro- the, the tablets don't have any hydrogen. They split it off the water. Right? Okay, it's using- cleaved, yeah, through hydrolysis. Yeah, obviously. But my, um, my point is, what made you think tablets? Like most people go, well, I got to find a, a cheaper machine, a better machine. I got to improve on the machine. How do you go from buying machine- yeah. machines out there to saying, I can probably put this in a tablet? I started um, buying a lot of the studies, you know, to read the full methods. And a lot of the researchers were using, you know, magnesium rods, magnesium sticks. I found it in Japan, um, and I, I actually got a magnesium stick. It didn't work very well. You know, it was well below 0.5, you know, parts per million. Um, so it was uh, – magnesium was on my radar. It was commonly being used in the research community. Um, and I started, you know, ordering – trying to get magnesium and I was just going to do it as a powder, which I found now is, you know, super illegal and super dangerous because in powder form it's hazmat and you're violating like eight U S governmental departments. And there's actually some powder like companies that are selling powders on the market right now. Right. It's, it's dangerous. I mean, they're putting an explosive in plastic containers and shipping them by air, you know, like someone, it could blow up. Someone could die. Right. They could go to jail. And it's really a shame that I want to wrap them out and complain, but it might cost me twenty, thirty thousand dollars to pay my law firm to petition the government agencies to have them do nothing until someone dies. Right. You know, right. it's it's crazy. Um, so consumers beware, like of any powder. You know, it can be hazardous. It could blow up in your face. There's a lot of things that could happen. 
Um, but but now, but wait, 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 wait a minute. This is magnesium that people take now, or it's pure magnesium, no, unbound it, to it, unbound it, it, to anything. Non-ionic, non-ionic yes, right. magnesium. So actually, uh, it, it's yeah. I mean, they make they make uh, they make uh, uh, phosphorus uh, bombs with magnesium. Yeah, they, they make flares with it, yeah. fireworks, yeah. explosives. It's, it's just not magnesium, magnesium glycinate or magnesium oxide. No, 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 it's no, just no. magnesium. So, so, it's just magnesium. Yeah. So the magnesium you buy from like the pharmacy or the supplement store or online that cannot make hydrogen. This is the the element, the non ionic metallic magnesium uh, that that can split the H two off the water when actually prompted. Because if you just put normal magnesium, like if you just put the elemental magnesium in room temperature water, no hydrogen gets made. Right. You know, it's not really prone to reaction. Right. Um, you have to really kind of do it properly and prompt it and catalyze it properly. Um, but uh, yeah, no, a lot of these companies are selling this like military grade magnesium fireworks, magnesium, you know, in power form, you know, as supplements. Yeah, that's, that's and, dangerous and, stuff. Yeah, that, 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 it's dangerous. Exactly. So, you know, um, to kind of get off track with the tablets, uh, we ended up, you know, being able to get them, you know, we have a new dietary ingredient status with the FDA. We're compliant with every governmental department in our final tablet form that gets shipped. We're no longer hazardous materials. So by our process, it's not flammable. It's not explosive, right? Once we compress it back to solid. Um, so that, that was kind of like the, to, to digress there for a second. But, um, there was another tablet on the market back in the day that just came out. It literally came out fortuitously, at the same time I was getting powder in play, but um, you had to seal it for like eight hours to get 1.6 parts per million. Seal the, seal right. the bottle that you were decanting yeah, it. Close the bottle, yeah. close the bottle, seal it under pressure. Yeah, because too much would and, escape in the process. They, they want exactly, to keep it all in the water. They, had, they hadn't gotten the dissolution and react, reaction kinetics down properly. And it tasted awful. The first sip I took out of it, I, 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 spit it all over my kitchen. It was the worst tasting thing I'd ever tasted in my life. Um, but it, it, that gave me the idea and I'm like, okay, I need to put it in the tablet. Um, I, I started working around with those, trying to make those better as I was working on, you know, my, my, uh, you know, my own, right. right. Tablet, exactly. Um, and I ended up getting tablets. I would get five parts per million under pressure, but a thermos exploded in my kitchen you know, in my fridge, you know, cause you're, you're getting that under very high PSI, right? you know, and, and I was having to, you know, pry them open, put them, you know, um, in an in FI grip and pry the lids off cause they were getting knocked off threads. It was crazy stuff. Right. Nobody would ever right. do that. Um, and, and along the way I, I realized, you know, I know, I know enough about chemistry, but I didn't want to be, a, you know, um, win a Darwin award and kill myself. Yeah. You know, thinking I'm smarter than I am. Um, I found my founding partner, uh, Dr. Holland. He, he's a, a PhD medicinal chemist, organic chemist by training in the pharmaceutical industry. Um, he called it the worst pseudoscience he'd ever heard in his life. When you, started- when, you went, when you went to him with all this. When I went to him with all this, he said it was the worst pseudoscience he'd ever heard in his life. But I started giving him, you know, some of the better, you know, publications, right? going the work that I was doing. And, you know, he said, okay, it looks like there's enough evidence for that as a supplement, but as I kept on giving him papers, you know, one kind of, again, fortunately what was on a subject he was developing a drug for. And he said, listen, you know, unless this is, you know, fraud, right. Uh, this stuff works. You, you need to commercialize this. 
because I was just doing it for my personal use at that time. Right. I, I wasn't, you know, going down the line of commercialization. So you had basically it. developed this product for yourself and you were yeah. using it. And yeah. and then this fella prodded you and said, this science is real. This is something that you could commercialize. Well, yeah, he he said that. And I knew it was something. It was in the back of my mind, but I had no experience in the field. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had a business that was, you know, relatively successful. It, it wasn't something like this needs to be my new calling. Right. But between him and some other, you know, instances of just, I don't know, it's just that comment and, you know, a comment from, you know, my, my current corporate attorney who when I showed him what I was doing, you know, didn't give me the first bill for like 20 hours of work on right. a handshake that he'd be my corporate attorney. Right. right? I'm like, wow. I'm like, you know, maybe I'm, I'm onto something here. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. a lot of, you know, people are saying, I'm not billing you. Let me be in on this. Right. Right. So I was like, okay, I got to go full bore. Our first year, well, it, it took us like three weeks to get the, the chemistry and formulation right for a sealed container to get where we wanted. Um, but then it was a year. It was 15 scaled, failed scale-up attempts and a couple thousand iterative adjustments or failures until we got our first production-ready tablet, right? Because it was so different to make 10 tablets you know, in a mortar and pestle to make a million on, on right. big equipment, right? right? That has to run fast and right. be compliant with all these government agencies and everything. It, it was it was incredibly challenging. Um, and from there, we, we just had some happy accidents that led us to discover this open cup tablet, right? That we're creating nanobubbles in the 30, 40 nanometer range, which don't operate under, you know, the same physics as large as bubbles. As a regular bubble, right. Yeah. Uh, so they, and they, they, and they both, basically... They basically become homogenous with the liquid that they're in, especially if the liquid has anything that adds any type of viscosity to it, you know? Yeah. So actually when you, when you add polysaccharides and it's, it's one of my pending patents is uh, by, by adding polysaccharides to make gels and everything, you can actually go really high in concentrations. Uh, but in the water itself, uh, this quasi dissolved cloud of nanobubbles, they neither, um, completely dissolve without accompanying pressure as per Henry's law, but they also won't escape. They just randomly move through. It's kind of cool looking at them under microscopes. Um, these sort of eddy currents, they're going in all directions. These currents. Are, but they're just not going, they're just not hitting the surface and leaving. Yeah. Exactly. Right. They're just moving around, you know, like waves going through the water um, until they get about over a micron. Right. But the smaller they are, um, the more it alters their zeta potential, and they actually resist coalescence. The, so the smaller you go, uh, the more stable they are in staying small. So that that's what our work has been on the next couple thousand iterative adjustments is making sure processing aids don't impact this reaction and dissolution right. kinetics and getting the bubbles small, small, small. I mean – you know, nano diffusers that cost sometimes like thousands of dollars in commercial units. Sometimes like, you know, you'll get a unit that's maybe seven, eight, ten thousand dollars for home use. Uh, they call them nano bubbles, but they're in the 700, 800 nanometer range. Mm-hmm. We're in the 30 to 40 nanometer range. Right. Right. And, and that's why we can get. So, it's so a day, you can be higher. much a, a greater density of trapped yeah. well, uh, and, and gases. Stability. 
because the smaller they go, the longer the nanobubbles last, mm-hmm. right? Because they're resisting, right. you know, become, like merging with other bubbles, right. coalesce, become right. bigger. So that that's kind of how we've went down this road. Um, you know, we, we've gotten, you know, the FDA new dietary ingredient status. And in three years, we've gotten the NDI. Um, and, and we have five publications to date, Um regarding humans using our tablets. I want to talk so I want to talk about those. I want to take a break. I want to take a break. And when we come back I want to get into the actual product and uh, some of the studies that your company is actually involved in. And okay. and I want to summarize for people what they will notice if they start using uh drink hrw. The website is drinkhrw.com. I noticed changes in my stomach that have stayed with me uh even since I've stopped using. Uh and I want to talk about that because we know that the stomach likes uh, certain gases uh, and, and, ha- and, and it creates an environment of gases too, hydrogen and so on. Uh, and, and I want to talk about that relationship with adding this into the gut when we come back because it definitely is good for people uh, who are suffering from gut problems. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Superhuman Radio. <laughs> There's lots of CBD products out there, and there's lots of misinformation, too. If you want the best CBD product available and the way to use it to improve athletic performance, there is only one choice, Venga CBD. Venga CBD is five times more bioavailable than other products, and you feel it faster. But more importantly, the folks at Venga have identified the best way to use it for athletic performance. Go to superhumanradio.net today and download your free copy of the Endurance Athlete's Guide to CBD. Use code SHR10 and save 10% off at VengaCBD.com. That's V-E-N-G-A-C-B-D.com. If you haven't searched hydrogen water in PubMed yet, you must. Hydrogen-infused water possesses undeniable performance, health, and longevity benefits in the realm of real biohacking. Hydrogen water machines cost hundreds to thousands of dollars. Now you can have the strongest hydrogen-infused water conveniently anywhere you want it thanks to Drink HRW. They make the only legal and clinically validated formula to create hydrogen water instantly. I thought this stuff was BS till I started using it. The effects on my training and my gut are undeniable. I have more energy and I last longer without stims. You have to try Drink HRW Maximum Strength Hydrogen Water Tablets today. Go to h2waternow.com and use the code SHR for 10% off today. Hey, this is Carl. For 14 years, you've heard me talk about Can-See Eye Drops, and they being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at now 61 years old. But I regularly get emails and messages from people who've been using Can-See and having some amazing results. Recently, I got an email from a fellow named Chad, who, because he was on dexamethasone eye drops for over six months, developed a cataract. Can-See Eye Drops actually reduced my cataract to the point where even my doctor has a hard time finding it. I will never stop using Can-See Eye Drops twice a day. I've been using them since 2008, he says. And you should be too. There is no better way to keep your eyes healthy and seeing clearly than can see eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com today and get on board and we will both be looking into the future with very clear vision. You've heard me talk about the chill pill on the show and how effective it is at helping people who suffer from social anxiety or sometimes when you just want to take the edge off uh, to a long stressful day. Well, listen to this story 
story from Dylan Goutreau. Definitely takes anxiety away, which I have a long history of having. Started out at two milligrams a day of Xanax. That was at eight years old. And so I stopped using benzos three years ago. Extremely difficult. Yeah, so I spent about three years trying to find anything and everything I could that would be healthy for me um, to help with anxiety. Because I'm talking, you know, full, full out panic attack. The, the chill pill was the first thing that I've found that actually in the middle of a panic attack I can take and it definitely uh, subsides. Go to drseeds.com. That's D. R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your first bottle of the chill pill. Check it out. I promise this is one supplement that delivers. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000. Or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to Redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one, dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman Radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at RenewLifeRx.com. You're listening to the Superhuman Channel. We're ripped and we're ready. Welcome back. We're talking today with Alex Tarnava um, with DrinkHRW.com, but more importantly, uh, the genius behind coming up with a a tablet that will infuse your water to a greater degree than most equipment available to you at the price points you would be attracted to uh, can do. Uh, any, any, actually. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, and I mean, like, this is this is now the gold standard for, for hydrogen infusion of water. That's what this is. And so why, why should people care? What will they see uh, from using... Uh, hydrogen-infused water, and maybe you could segue into some of the studies that you're involved with funding, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, for, for studies that, you know, we're involved uh, in funding, some of them actually we haven't provided any funds, just product, right? Oh, we're okay. working with different uh, public teams around the world okay. um, with more that we're, we're talking to, um, and we have no gag orders with any of them. What that means is a lot of times public company or, like, you know, private companies will tell a team you can only publish the research if it's good for us. If it's good for us. Yeah, exactly. Right. So we're we're rolling the dice and putting our money where our mouth is. Um, all the teams we deal with can publish results no matter what the outcome, right? So we have no publication agreements or gag orders. Um, hydrogen in general, um, for a lot of indications, specifically metabolic, probably has a dose dependent response. Mm-hmm. We we get the highest dose in the world. Uh, but it's shown a benefit in 170 disease models 
it's probably up to about 1,500 publications now. It was 1,200 about a year ago, last count. There's um, 80 publications in humans now. I know this because I'm actually writing um, a book chapter for Elsevier USA, right, on hydrogen as an exogenous agent, you know, for the human health span. Um, so it, it's shown pretty prominent resu- results for metabolic conditions, athletic performance, neurological conditions. Of course, there's caveats, Um there isn't enough replication work. Some of the studies aren't big enough. Some of the studies have flaws. But the overwhelming um, thing to look at is across, you know, in vitro data to rodent and animal models to the early human work, the results are consistent. Through dozens of different public teams all over the world, the results are consistent, right? So the results aren't contradicting each other. They're all pointing down the same trend. So, the lots of science is strong, whereas there aren't, you know, any one or two really big studies that are strong, right? The, the trends in the science are very strong, right? right. Um, as and what, so, 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 you know, when you say 170 different disease models, you know, people right away go, oh, you know, but, but what's, it, so, wait a minute, so, so, but wait a minute. Yeah. So, so, and we're, we're going to have a, another guest on the show. Uh, that works with you, and that is the good doctor you mentioned before, right? Well, yeah. So he's been involved in a, a couple of um, no, no, no. But but of- he's going to go in deeper on this. But there really is, yeah. uh, from an evolutionary perspective, a reason why hydrogen water seems to have magical effects on the human condition, and that is that there is uh, good evidence that there was a lot more hydrogen in the water we drank over millions of years of evolution than there is today. Isn't that right? Yeah, I mean, there's been some cool things. Um, the the oldest water that we've ever discovered, like deep, deep like miles down into the um, the earth, that was found in Ontario, Canada, a few years ago. Um, I think it was estimated that uh, you know over 100 million years old or a few hundred million years old actually had detectable hydrogen gas. You know, with like you know very high, much higher than in the water here. Um, I might be getting this wrong, but I know you know in, in uh, speaking to researchers that gone in to saying that one of the hypotheses on, um, I think they're eukaryotic cells that, that actually used hydrogen gas as a fuel. And there's theories that they became our mitochondria, right? So again, um, Tyler, uh, Tyler LeBaron is going to come on the show. He's a preeminent expert in the United States on hydrogen, you know, gas therapy. Um, so we, we don't really, you know, he's not involved with my company at all no but, but he uh, but he happens but this is his, this is his yeah. wheelhouse like he's writing yeah he's working exactly. on this theory that you, yeah you just happen he to come up with a, ca- a tablet you just happen yeah, to come he, up with a tablet right yeah. right yeah he can talk about the science in, in a lot more detail than i can um he has used the tablets on a couple of clinical trials he's been involved in so i know him pretty well a super nice guy uh his master's is in exercise and you know sports science too and he, he's a pretty good athlete himself as well so he's an interesting guy to talk to and so and so talk about the athletic performance side i noticed right away that i felt more refreshed throughout my workout and it wasn't placebo um yeah, i've been training um, i've been training without caffeine in the morning and I yeah. cut my caffeine, my daily caffeine down to like a couple hundred milligrams a day right now. You're, you're going to find this super interesting. So I can't go into a lot of details on this, but one of the three trials that we have under review right now is a head-to-head uh, N23 crossover design, um, 24-hour sleep depth with alertness scale test, mm-hmm. hydrogen water with our tablets versus 100 milligrams of caffeine, right? And it, it found them to be equivalent. 
Wow. Right. They, they, they altered different spectrums of alertness. Right. And, and some responded better to hydrogen. Some responded better to caffeine. Again, I can't go into a lot of details on it because it's right. still under peer review, but uh, that that's uh, interesting. And we've gotten that anecdotally a lot is people will say, I find it better than caffeine. Now, Other now, people, don't, they find caffeine better. So there could be a genetic component there. Right. Obviously. Uh, and so, obviously, it benefits performance, number one. What is it doing magical for the gut? You talk about your kerocytes and, 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 and things like that. Uh, and we know that the microbes don't have a nucleus, but fungi do. And uh, it, it, part of the microbiota environment, uh, fungi play a role. And because they have a nucleus, they're considered a higher level of intelligence than a microbe. And they actually will corral and use microbes. They will gather – fungi will gather microbes that poop out the stuff they want to eat. And just like we would herd sheep, you know, and, and drink the milk uh, from the goats or, or, or kill them and eat them, uh, um, fungi actually are a higher level of intelligence. They utilize and exploit microbes that they like. And so hmm. what, what, what role is the is exposure of uh, of hydrogen directly to the inside of the stomach doing in, in the area of the microbiota, do you think? So there, there is, um, you know, half a dozen, uh, seven, eight, nine, I can't remember how many. There is one in humans, though, that, that's uh, relevant to this, and one in goats, and the rest are in rodents, that have shown that hydrogen possibly impacts the microbiota, right? And interestingly, we're producing upwards of 10 liters a day of hydrogen gas through bacterial breakdown of carbohydrates, mm-hmm. right? So when the microbiota is impaired, we're actually producing less hydrogen gas endogenously. And then when we take it exogenously, it's improving our microbiota. So maybe we're also then producing more H2 gas endogenously. So th- this is an area that needs future study. Yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of work to be done in this area here. Um, and so uh, it, people who use it for their gut, they notice dramatic changes in their, in their gut, the quality of their digestive system pretty quickly. I noticed it within a couple of days. We, uh, we, we have, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we get a lot of testimonials on things like, you know, gut, colitis. We're actually doing a, a rodent study at a university um, on colitis, ulcerative colitis right now. Those researchers think hydrogen will help with that. Um, well, obviously again, your, your gut is better, right? It's not as good as it was in my mid twenties, right? But I mean, it was so bad at one point that I'd have a glass of wine or you know something, and, and I'd be throwing up. You know, I, I just couldn't take it. Right. And um, now, it alcohol doesn't affect my gut anymore. Right. You know, it doesn't make me ill. Um, I'm back to my normal tolerance of alcohol. Um, you know, I, I definitely yeah. Again, I. I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm a hundredfold better than I was at my worst. Right. Uh, let's also talk about because uh, then I've got a couple questions at the end that I want I want clarification on. So wh- tell me about the effects on longevity. Uh, there seems to be some sort of uh, effect on the quality of DNA when you use hydrogen. And interesting enough, folks, uh, we're not ignoring breathable hydrogen. It doesn't do the same thing as hydrogen. In your stomach, we, we. I'm sorry, we we didn't address that earlier in the show, but that's true, right? That it, it doesn't do the same thing. Yeah, there, there, there. We need again, we need way more analysis on, on different, you know, administration methods. Perhaps there's some 
ways where inhalation works better than than water. But in, in the studies that exist, um, dissolving in hydrogen has either been equivalent or superior to inhalation when inhalation works. And in some models, inhalation doesn't even work, right, at all, whereas hydrogen water does. Um, this could be tied to, you know, there's evidence that when you drink the water, you, you know, you excrete, you know, ghrelin, which comes with a lot of, of you know, changes and, and uh, also could be tied to the microbiota too. When you're inhaling it, it's, it's probably not going to improve the microbiota. So again, we need more evidence, but so far it looks like hydrogen dissolved in water when the dose is sufficient is superior, you know, to gas, at least in most, most models. Um, and so from, so, an anti, so from an anti, from an anti longevity, anti-aging standpoint, how does that benefit us? So hydrogen has done a lot of cool things. And this is actually, you know, what I'm writing this book chapter on right now. Hydrogen has shown to regulate autophagy, right? Um, it, it, both up and down. There was, you know, a, a you know, heart failure model where it, 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 you know, inhibited autophagy, which was useful for that model. And then there's a couple models where it's activated autophagy for beneficial outcomes. Um, hydrogen ha- has, you know, seemed to, to, you know, deal with senescent cells and apoptosis. Um, it seemed to, you know, increase, you know, telomerase activity, um, irrespective of, of apoptosis driven, you know, telomerase activity. Um, it, it seemed to regulate the inflammatory response or, or redox status of the cell. It, it seems to only do this as needed, right? So there's some studies that show a very prominent, you know, anti-inflammatory response correcting towards normal, whereas in other like studies where, where in, inflammatory markers are normal, it's had no effect, right, which right. is a good thing. Same thing in some studies it's shown to be pro-oxidative stress in small doses, you know, inside the cell, kind of like uh, mitohormesis, mitohormetic factor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which triggers a greater antioxidant response by the NERF2 pathway. Uh, NERF2 activation, uh, excess antioxidants have shown to increase, you know, cancer, whereas hydrogen has shown to be anti-cancer in early early science, including a few publications in humans, you know, and, and some in rodents, um, whereas NERF2 activation has shown to inhibit, you know, uh, the effectiveness of chemotherapy, whereas, you know, there, there's rodent and human trials on hydrogen with chemotherapy that didn't interact, you know, with chemotherapy. So there's a lot of really interesting things right. regarding hydrogen. Again, none of this is proven in kind of like a drug sense it's just really cool early human clinical work and and basic basic science um but uh what's really interesting to me about hydrogen is is the current hypothesis is is that it works via hormesis but there's no dose we know where it's toxic in fact in deep sea diving uh thousands of times dose of what we can you know inhale in or or drink in the water um the hydrogen narcosis. What is you know, that? You need more. So you, you get high, right? But oh. that's the same with any gas. Okay. Um, hydrogen narcosis, it takes more hydrogen, you know, for narcotic-like effects than nitrogen. Oh, you know, really? Which is 78% right. of what we breathe. Right, right, right. The, the safety is, is super high. Um, but uh, what it's seeming to do is regulate these other forms of hormesis. Right, so you know, there's one really cool uh, study um, with with rats that are forced to swim to exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And I love these. Present- I love these studies. They did it with liver tablets too back in the day. Let the little rodents yeah. swim until they drown. That's the that's the acid test. 
if something's working. Um, and uh, the, the hydrogen group, they, they, I think that it improved their swimming and everything too. There, there's lots of studies in hydrogen of improving athletic performance. Um, a couple acutely, but mostly from chronic use, mm-hmm. right? Probably needs a, a loading stage. You either probably need a very, very, very high dose of hydrogen for an acute benefit, mm-hmm. um, but a lower dose will work if you load it for a week, two weeks, similar to creatine. You're not going to get instant results right. on one scoop of creatine. Right. Um, but uh, so these rodents actually, uh, they acutely had higher oxidative stress than the control group, but they rebounded quicker. Interesting. Right? So the, the damage was actually increased acutely, but then the rescuing effect came in. There, there's been studies with, you know, fruit flies starved where, you know, one's given hydrogen survive longer. Right. So it's mitigating the, the it's mitigating the side effects of these other forms of hormesis, which, you know, are, are the best tools we have, you know, hormesis are a lot of the best tools to extend our health span, exercise, you know, fasting, cold exposure, heat exposure. So hydrogen ha- has shown to mitigate the damages against them and even potentiate the results. So I think hydrogen has a, a big future in being used in conjunction with these other protocols to extend your health even with, with alcohol ethanol you know right. there, there's one one study showing that hydrogen um uh, you know quickens the detox effect right of ethanol right and, and anecdotally it's one of the biggest anecdotes we get is people say man I, i'm not hungover wow Drink hydrogen so water, so, so i have a couple questions for you then we're going to tell people where they can go and get drink uh hrw's product and uh talk about how to use it uh, because I know that you uh, you espouse using slightly higher doses on day uh, before training than you would just for um, maintenance, let's say. So, yeah, there is a, a big interest in deuterium, which is uh, two hydrogen uh, molecules bonded together. They call it heavy hydrogen or heavy water. Is, yeah. is drinking hydrogen water going to increase the ability uh, for deuterium to form in the body? You think? Uh- so basically, um, you know, the, the tablets, you know, in hydrogen water um, is not going to alter deuterium concentration. That depends on the source water, right? So it, it, it won't, will neither increase nor decrease, you know, deuterium in the water you're drinking. Um, that said, if we accept, um, you know, the proposition from deuterium researchers that the mitochondria is essentially a deuterium depleting organelle, mm-hmm. then hydrogen is deuterium depleting because it, it improves um, the the function of the mitochondria by altering our redox status. It it improves the mitochondrial you know intermembrane. It uh, um, it, it it's shown to increase mitochondrial biogenesis by PGC one alpha. Mm-hmm. So by increasing the health of the mitochondria and the number of hy- mitochondria, right? You could say that hydrogen is deuterium depleting. But again, we're we're going and we're assuming that these statements from the deuterium researchers are true. Right. Right. So if we're going to follow their statements, then hydrogen should be beneficial. And certainly it's not increasing deuterium. Okay. Uh, What about uh, uh, peroxidation of of hydrogen? It becomes hydrogen peroxide in the body. Is there benefits to that? Is there dangers to that? And does it even happen? Hydrogen, um, Molecular hydrogen, you know, won't become hydrogen peroxide anywhere in the body. Um, H2O2, you know, is, again, a, a form of hormesis. You, you need it in certain amounts. Um, there's less evidence on molecular hydrogen than H2O2. But, you know, another reactive 
or another oxidative stress, another uh, free radical nitric oxide. Hydrogen is shown to regulate nitric oxide in the body. So it, it seems to regulate the function of both our antioxidants and beneficial oxidative stresses. So James Baum says, uh, so yes on hydrogen, uh, my workout partner told me to take it. And so we, we are saying yes on hydrogen. Uh, I've been using it. I actually have run out. Um, I was using it every day because it made my gut feel good. It made me, it just made, it, it. you know, when you have gut problems, you become very aware of them. Your, your sense of connectivity to your gut and how it feels becomes heightened. And I, and, and I can tell you that my gut felt better. I could feel that something was going on in there when I was using the hydrogen water. There's no doubt in my mind about it. Um, so, yes, James, it's a, and you can go, go to drinkhrw.com. Dot com. We don't have a coupon code at this point in time. It's just drinkhrw.com. Uh, but uh, John Peake says he's finding this uh, discussion very interesting. And definitely he's going to go back and listen to the podcast in full. Yeah, John is an over-the-road driver, and he catches our show uh, when there's traffic on the highway and he's stuck. No. <laughs> no, he watches while he drives. He's, uh, he's, that, he's, that, he's that trucker that goes across the lanes while he's watching us on, on uh, YouTube. I mean, on Facebook. So anyway, um, yes, drinkhrw.com. That's it, James. Go there. It's a great product. And, you know, so I, I put everything to the test of evolution. Like, where would hydrogen have benefited us? How would we have gotten it? And there is evidence. And I want, I'm, I'm repeating this because everybody knows that you can show me science, but if I can't understand why, from an evolutionary perspective, it would do to us what it does, then I question it. And there is evidence that water had more hydrogen dissolved in it. And that's probably because we didn't drink from municipal plants that are recycling water over and over again. Water came from in the ground. And no one's testing water for hydrogen, interestingly enough. But here's something interesting. Um, North of me, they have uh, West Baden, Indiana, and, and, and you won't even know what this is, but back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, uh, they had two springs there that people swore that no matter what they were sick with, when they got in and bathed in those springs for a day or two and went home, they got better. Now, it may be placebo. I'll give you that. But here's the funny thing about it. Um, there are several sites of springs like that around the world. And the one in West Baden became so popular that they actually have built a train stop. So people could, because back in the day, people didn't have private jets. They had private train cars. And they would take their whole family and get in a train car, and they would go across country. And they used to stay at West Baden just to get into those springs. And I've gone there and bathed in the water. They actually charge you now, the health spa there. And the water stinks. It smells of sulfur and it's it's murky looking and it and it and it has a metallic smell to it and it's just really disgustingly gross smelling stuff and people got in it and they said it made them better i'll bet you money that if somebody took the time to test that water they'd find out that there was a high level of hydrogen in it still till today I know at you know miracle water sites like um, Lords and there, there's one I forget its name off the top of my head uh, in Germany it's just with the D I, I'm having a bit of a brain fart uh, people have anecdotally reported that there's hydrogen in them 
in the literature, it's actually showing that it takes less hydrogen when dissolved in water to have a therapeutic effect on, you know, skin and muscle tissue and joints. And again, um, we, we do have a case study under review in a grade two ankle tear in a pro soccer player. And we have a full RCT registered on clinicaltrials.gov. Um, it 20, um, 20 pro soccer players and it's um, hydrogen bathing on ankle tears versus rice protocol. You know, to see if it's equivalent or superior, I think it's going to be superior, but that's why I'm not one of the authors because I I have a conflict (laughs) there and I I expect to see the results. But anecdotally, you know, we, we, we sponsor a number of athletes, including, you know, um, a number of, uh, Olympic hopeful wrestlers and, and, you know, MMA fighters, a handful in the UFC and the combat athletes are finding that the bath tablets we give them. Are, are superior to drinking for their aches and pains. Al- now, drinking alcohol, you mean? No, no, no. Uh, the bath tablets. So you put it oh, in the bath. Oh, okay. okay. Bath. Uh, I thought you were saying that they drink a lot no, of alcohol no, 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 to make no, up no. for their pain. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, to, uh, then drinking, you know, the hydrogen water. Now they're noticing more energy and stuff off the hydrogen water. You know, they're, they're noticing benefits. Right. But what really gets a lot of these combat athletes down it is just the bruises and the aches and pains and, and stiffness from hard training day after day getting beat up. And they're finding the bathing is just unbelievable. Okay, I got to speak to this. So he says, do, I, do, do you believe that this is better than Kagan water that he hears about? Kagan water is complete BS. It is. And that's the $4,500 machine I bought. Yeah. So K, Kagan water is supposed to, uh, is supposed to uh, uh, neutral, not neutralize. What am I trying to say? To change the pH of your water, right? It's supposed to be uh, uh, alkaline water. Alkaline water, they call it. Oh, alkaline water. That is complete BS. Only suckers fall for that one. And here's why. I've had two different doctors on my show and one of them was a nephrologist and all he did was work on kidneys and we talked about this premise of putting something down your throat that is going to change the ph of your body i can't believe i'm having this discussion on on the air i just had this discussion this morning in the sauna with a guy who believes that because he drinks lemon water he's alkalizing his body so first of all the pH of your blood and your the, two different things. The pH of your blood is different than the pH of tissue. Okay, so the pH of your blood is so narrowly regulated you couldn't do you could you could pound down a full cup of baking soda and it would not shift the pH of your blood hardly at all, if anything, hardly at all. Nothing. And if I can interject, one teaspoon of baking soda has more buffering capacity than 10,000 liters from water ionizer like in a magic machine. Right. And it doesn't and it doesn't do it. So 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 now let me tell you something that no one talks about when they talk about pH, but tissue pH varies. So just because the the the, the, the your blood pH is whatever what 7.2 or something like that, um, you know that brain and pancreatic tissue has a much higher acidity level, a much lower a, a pH by almost one entire it's like six something, and that a heart and lung tissue tends to be a little bit more alkaline. So while the, the t- while the, the the blood pH is regulated steadily, tissue pH does what it wants to do, what it's programmed to do. So you there's nothing you can drink or stick up your butt that's going to change the pH of your tissue or your blood. And I just you know. 
And people fall for this stuff all the time. And sure, oh yeah, Kagan has a study. I don't care. I don't care. Well, it, interestingly, uh, Carl, uh, a lot of the the Enagic reps, the Kangan reps, um, because they're getting nowhere with a lot of people on the alkaline and the pH, they switch to um, Kangan machines use electrolysis. So they're producing actually a lot of hydrogen, right? And a lot of the marketers call it the most powerful hydrogen gi- generator on the market, which back in the day it, it was, but it's very poor at dissolving the hydrogen, right? Because um, one, it needs... It needs TDS, right? Total dissolved solids in the water, you know, for, you know, uh, the, the In order to even make hydrogen because it's got to convert that stuff into hydrogen. But then when you have the TDS in, their plates don't have any any ability to remove calcification and scaling on the plates. So the more, the better your machine works day one, the quicker it doesn't work even within a couple of weeks because of, of the scaling that occurs um the bubbles are too big and they just don't dissolve okay and, now but now yeah. let me but now let me tell you something really scary cuz i didn't know that's how these kagan machines worked so do you know how they make okay so heavy water is what they put in nuclear reactors because it has a very very high thermal point it can absorb a lot of heat heavy water is deuterium it's pure deuterium that's what it is if you drink it, you you get cancer spontaneously. I'm joking, but you get the point. Um, you know how they make heavy water for nuclear reactors? They electri- they electrify water. They take plain old water and they electrify it. And under electrification, the oxygen mo- molecules are released, and the hydrogens all bond together. And that is how they make deuterium. So I would love for somebody to buy a Kagan machine. Test the water that they put in it, and then test it after the Kagan machine works its magic, and see if it hasn't increased the density of deuterium in that liquid that's left. Interesting. I, I'm not sure. I I, uh, I thought they made heavy wa- water through distillation. These no, no. Large large towers, but um, no. It's it's it's. It, I'm telling you, if you look on heavy water for nuclear reactors, that they electrify water in order to make heavy water. Interesting. Now, maybe, that, you know, think about it. I mean, that that's yeah. going to raise water above boiling point, right, if it's, electri- if it's electrified. Uh, and so it could be – it's not steam distillation, but it could be a form of distillation because you're literally distilling down the water to one of its major components and releasing everything else. Distillation yeah. means increasing density more than anything else. Yeah. So – it's a good question um, when you have Tyler on the show to ask him about, uh, you know, deuterium and ask him about electrolysis. He, he knows a lot about these machines and electrolysis. Right. Um, I know a fair bit. I, I know why they don't work, you know, better than I know the intricacies of how they work, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, yeah. I know what their shortcomings are. Um, but uh, they're, they're very bad at dissolving the H2. So in a really good ionizer with perfect source water, um, you might be able to get one ppm, which is one tenth of what we get, but you'd have to be cleaning that machine every every day, right, to prevent scaling. And- yeah, to, to take advantage of the of the efficiency that the plates will even work because they're not working if they have some sort of calcium coating on the on the and exactly right. and they get damaged once the scaling occurs even with the deep clean even by trying to clean them they never produce hydrogen bubbles small enough to dissolve. So it's just all coming straight up the nozzle. So you can go to drinkhrw.com 
And you can take advantage of uh, trying this hydrogen water infusing tablet. Uh, it, it's very cool. I mean, it really, really is. And uh, so you recommend that for athletes, uh, before working out, they take four tablets, right? Yeah. So I mean, it depends on your body your your body size. It's probably depending on you know how many how many kilograms you are, like what what your size is. I take four or five, but I'm 220 pounds, you know, and I do them um, five to ten minutes before I I work out. Right. We we see max concentrations of hydrogen, you know, in in the cell at 10 to 15 minutes, you know post-consumption of right. water and it returns to baseline within an hour okay right so you you want to be taking advantage like right, be, right as you're walking into the gym you should drink it down it, it, exactly um should, should, other, you re, should you refrain from belching it's something i've toyed with the idea of um you know it, 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 it's hard to know it, it's hard to know like what to have <laughs> What what you could do? Obviously, not if you're squatting, right? If you're going to squat yeah. belch because you don't want to rupture your your uh, esophageal sphincter. Uh, Remember, um, most of it is going to be diffusing everywhere. Like you're going to lose some hydrogen in breath, like exhaling it out, you know, belching all all that stuff. But um, hydrogen is the smallest molecule, you know, in the universe. It starts at 120 pico, right? It, it can make it into the mitochondria. You know, it's not going to follow, you know, out out through breath because that's a tunnel. Right. Right. The molecules are so small. It goes between everything. It's going to be going in every direction. Right. Anyways. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, how many tablets come in a bottle? 60. Okay. And, uh, what does a bottle cost right now? Um, it's, uh, $60. I, I believe the, the link, um, that you send people to, um, on the ad that you ran on this? Yeah, we have a banner ad at superhumanradio.net. You can go there and get this. There's a discount on that banner ad. Excellent. Excellent. Right? Um, I can't remember what it is. I don't sell it. Oh, it's still a discount. Oh. Yeah. No, yeah. look, look, this is a, this is really an interesting molecule. And, um, and, and absorbing it through the guts appears to be superior for the benefits that you're looking for than just breathing it. Um, so I would I would tell people that if you want to try something cool and new for the new year, uh, try this product, drinkhrw.com. And I'd like to hear from you uh, on air at supremeradio.net. Email me. Tell me what your personal experience is. I, I give it two thumbs up. In fact, I was using two tablets on the days I didn't train, first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. And I could tell you that my stomach felt better and my dish digestion was better that entire day. So I don't know what it is. Uh, there's a lot of science out there. People can dig into it. If you go to PubMed and you start Googling uh, HR uh, um, uh, hydro- hydrogen infused water, you'll find lots of really good studies. And uh, these and, is, uh, what's that? I was going to say, I have a lot of content at drinkhrw.com, the blog section. You know, I've got a 25,000-word piece on hormesis with 500 references. The last part's on hydrogen. It's thousands of words with 180 citations. Uh, we have, hydro- you know, articles on hydrogen, hydrogen and, you know, um, concussion recovery, which we have a case study on concussion recovery, on insulin sensitivity, on non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. We, we, I have written a lot of, a lot of content Extent. on hydrogen. Okay, so go, so yeah. go to drinkhrw.com. And uh, you'll find everything you need right there, including you can uh, get the tablets. If you go through 
uh, one of our banner ads on our website at superhumanradio.net, uh, you will automatically see a discount. If you end up there on your own, uh, put something in the message box that you know you, you heard about it on Superhuman Radio, and maybe they can pass that, uh, whatever that discount uh, is along Yeah, I'm here. sure our customer service can help with that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to have another show where we're going to get deeper into the science, but more so we're going to take a look at the evolutionary connection uh, uh, between hydrogen and the human condition to further this discussion. But, Alex, I want to thank you so much for being on with me today. No problem. Great great to be here. Everybody stay tuned because when we come back, uh, I want to talk about a um, meme, a mem, am I pronouncing it right, that I posted yesterday uh, about fish oil. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You've heard about blood flow restriction training since 2006 on SHR, but you're still on the fence. Well, here's the push. BFR is more effective at building muscle than anabolic steroids. That's right. I went there, but it's because it's the truth. My experience with the B-Strong blood flow restriction system is proof to me, and now I'm asking myself why I waited so long. You'll see undeniable changes in the targeted muscles in days and weeks like nothing you've ever tried before. I will never stop using them. Give B-Strong a try go to b s t r o n g dot training forward slash super hyphen human and use code shr for 10 percent off quest nutrition makes bars cookies chips and pizzas out of complete dairy-based proteins our products minimize net carbs and sugar without sacrificing taste each delicious chocolate flavored chip cookie chunk and crunchy crumble is custom made to maintain quest macros it's time to enjoy foods that work for you not against you it's time to enjoy your quest are you looking for a better way to absorb the nutrients you know you need do what i do and start your day with lipospheric supplements from live on labs unlike pills and powders live on's patented liposomal encapsulation technology transports nutrients like vitamin c vitamin b glutathione acetyl l-carnitine and alpha lipoic acid to where they need to be your cells visit try.liveonlabs.com forward slash carl to learn why i take these supplements every day to help me perform in the gym and in life that's try.livonlabs.com slash carl you already know the benefits of red light therapy. Now you have to find the strongest, best one out there at the best price, right? That's where Scott Chevery found himself. He had to create Mito Red Light so you can get the strongest, best red light therapy unit in the world at the absolute best price. And the Superhuman Nation gets an additional discount. Go to MitoRedLight.com and use code SHR to get the lowest price anywhere, plus free shipping inside the USA and deeply discounted shipping worldwide. Go to MitoRedLight.com and use code SHR today. That's M-I-T-O-R-E-D-L-I-G-H-T.com. Are you still on the fence about body protection complex BPC Oral from DrSeeds.com? Listen to Maggie Kuhn, one of the owners of the C-Bus Lifting Company, Jim, in Columbus, Ohio. I had been having some nagging tendon issues that weren't injuries, just, just things that were annoying. You know, I'm 58 years old, so just older tendon kind of issues. For us, you know, we really 
really don't stop training when we have just nagging issues. We just kind of keep pushing through. And I started the BPC. What I noticed was I was doing some heavy tricep stuff that um, that would have killed me um, before when I had an elbow problem. And I was able to do this with literally no pain at all. Go to drseeds.com, D-R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your bottle of BPC Body Protection Complex today. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. This is the Superhuman Channel, doing reps with the weight of the world. So I posted this meme on Instagram and Facebook. I know fish oil is all that, but no one complains of fish burps eating salmon. And while it's designed to be a little funny, um, it's, it's very true. Like, I don't know anybody who doesn't complain that they taste fish oil and burp it up for hours and hours after they take it, unless they're taking krill, and it's not because of the quality of the krill oil. It's because krill oil is so little. It's such a small amount of, of, of fish oil as compared to the average uh, omega-3 supplement, I would say, low level that you can buy at a Walgreens or Costco is probably a 1.2 to 1.5 gram I mean, it looks like a friggin' suppository. It's like this big, right? Golden clear. And, you know, people take a couple of those and they burp them up, but they keep taking them anyway because, you know, fish oil is so good for you. So good for you. And I know there are people out there who don't like to eat fish, right? There are. There's no doubt about it. And I feel bad for you because fish is amazing. It's like, it's such an amazing food. It's unbelievable. Like it has all the benefits of meat uh, without any of the purported potential uh, uh, undesirable things of meat. And for vegans, it doesn't have a face, so you can eat it. <laughs> um, but I- I've been eating a pound of salmon a day. I know, Carl, you overdo everything. No, but I've been doing it for a reason, purposefully. Um, a pound of, of grilled uh, salmon has about between 10 and 15 grams of omega-3 fatty acids in it, especially if you eat the skin like I do. I love the skin. And if it's crispy, it's so much better. But I, I, if you eat uh, uh, even uh, four ounces, six ounces of, of good salmon and eat the skin too, you're getting so much great omega-3s, but you're getting so much more. And proof of that is the fact that you don't burp it up. The fact that people burp up fish oil means there's something that they're not able to digest. If you're burping it up, it's staying in your stomach. It's not moving downstream. And I've even taken fish oil capsules with food. And lo and behold, an hour later, I'll burp. And what do I taste? I taste the lemon flavoring of the fish oil or the mint flavoring of the fish oil or whatever else they flavor fish oil with because every the reason they flavor it is because every friggin' body burps it up. So you burp up lemon, it's it's not as 
undesirable as burping up fish. But the reason you're burping up lemon is because it's stuck in the fish oil and your body, for some reason, isn't liking the fish oil. So why not just eat more salmon? There's so many ways to get salmon inexpensively. The canned salmon, I've done shows on it. I did a show two years ago, I think it was, maybe three, about the value of a can of salmon. It's like 14 ounces. Uh, it's like eight grams of fish, uh, omega-3 fatty acids, plus all other oils and nutrients and wonderful things that these beautiful fish give us when we, when we feast on them. And you won't burp afterwards, which tells me instinctively that it, that's a better way to get your omega-3s than taking fish oil capsules. Now, I know Will Brink, he writes about fish oil, and, and I know that uh, Metagenics makes amazing things like SPM Actives, which are concentrated fraction of certain part, part of the uh, omega-3 fatty acids in fish oil, and they really do stop pain, and they really do help recovery. But imagine if you just ate a piece of salmon every day, along with whatever else you eat, eggs in the morning and chicken for lunch. Just imagine the accumulation of omega-3s and God knows what else, and your body likes it, that you'll have. And I'm sure it'll impact inflammation. Everybody who writes a book, anytime you see a book about the inflammation diet, how to rid your body with inflammation, salmon. Salmon is like a centerpiece of the menu. Yeah, yeah. So I did this meme yesterday, and I had some people say, well, I don't like fish, and I feel bad for them. I really do, because they're really missing out um, on an amazingly uh, healthy uh, f- food that will actually allow you to thrive. And guess what? And so I've said in the meme, when I, when I posted this on Instagram and Facebook, I said, food, it's like supplements, but better. It's food. You know, everybody wants to take a pill. I don't know what it is, our fascination with this. I I guess it gives us a a sense that we can harness things and control our outcomes by having this. I can control my outcome. I'm not going to get heart disease. I'm not going to get diabetes. I'm going to build muscle faster. I'm going to sleep better. I think it allows us symbolically to like have the answer we need in our hand in this little thing and take it and it makes us feel powerful like you know we 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 don't have to go if we don't want to we can we can take pills and it'll keep us uh, safe and and healthy and everything and the reality is it's really food that does all those things if you choose the right foods so if you're a big fan of fish oil try replacing your fish oil with a, a piece of salmon a few times a, a week or be bold. Uh, I'm doing a salmon-centric diet. I'm having eggs in the morning. I'm having salmon for lunch, and I'm having salmon for dinner. Of course, I'm having some vegetables. But yesterday, I ate a pound and a quarter or a pound and a third of salmon in the day. And I'm going to do it again today. I can't wait for lunch. My lunch is a one-pound piece of grilled salmon from this place up the street here called the uh, Frankfurt Avenue Beer Distributors. 
They make the best salmon in the world. I can't wait to go up there and get myself a piece after the show is over. So there you go. Uh, try having salmon and back down on your fish oil, and you'll notice that you don't burp from the salmon, and that alone should make you feel confident that you made a good decision. I right, we'll see you tomorrow with more Superhuman Radio. Thank you for watching and listening today. And don't forget to check out drinkhrw.com. Show them some love. They're a sponsor. Thank you. Thank you.